All right, hello. I am Chelsea. And I'm Ryan. And this is what dreams are made of. I would sing the song, but I don't know if I'd get in trouble for that. Yeah. You think I would? I don't know, but that's the point of having intro music, which we Mm, have. I know, but I'm talking about the what dreams are made of song from the movie. Oh. Yeah. Hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. Now we're getting sued. Thanks for nothing. (laughs) I can edit that out, right? that you're allowed to play a certain you can you can play songs for a certain amount of time like a little and you won't get in trouble i have no idea at least i think i've heard that on other podcasts Hmm. but anyways before we get started on recapping the pilot episode of lizzie mcguire how are you how am i yeah i'm all right (laughs) okay it How are you? It is Mother's Day weekend. How are you? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel a little off, but also very excited for this podcast. So that's okay. I feel more good right now than off. But yeah, I just, you know, I kind of figured it'd be fun to ask how you're doing at the start. You know, how was your week? Did anything cool happen? What was the highlight of your week? For real, anything memorable happened? You know, any Cooper stories that are on your mind? No, I don't know. He's kind of been a blur lately. He's been a blur? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, we're quarantined, so he's yeah. kind of just... You know, like, when you've got a hyper dog in a backyard... And the dog runs laps around the backyard because it doesn't know what to do. That and, crap's depressing, dude. It, Why are you then making it digs, that analogy? Then it, it digs like a like a track. Like there's no dirt left where the dog has been running the exact same path okay, over and over and over again. You're describing a fucking cartoon. No, this is real life. I've that's, seen it. That's horrible. It's not that horrible. The dog's having fun. Cooper's having fun, but he's been running laps around our apartment. That's why he's a blur. He's been doing the same things over and over again because we don't have a lot of options. He's starting to eat better with utensils, and we think that that's cute. That is super cute. (laughs) But he gets so much beans on his face and in his ears and like on his eyes, up his nose. Mm Q-tipping beans <laughs> out of his nose and ears. Yeah, kind of rough. I, but still, he makes it enjoyable to watch him have fun eating food. <laughs> oh, it's the cutest. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, it's kind of worse. I mean, when you go to work, I mean, you could probably say something interesting. I don't, like, for me, that this that is my whole day, you know, just watching Coop trying to entertain himself here for hours and hours. I don't think normal people think my work is interesting. Yeah. 
That's think, probably true. I think you have to be a pretty serious geek to start to give a crap about what I do. Okay. Anyways. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about the pilot episode. I have one of those jobs where every time <sighs> I talk to someone, they have to ask what I do again. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're done talking about that. You didn't, you gave up your chance to talk about your job. So I haven't given up anything. <laughs> I'm just warming up. The um, question is just settling in on me. Okay. I want to start by uh, saying, hi, mom. And sorry that I actually kind of cuss in real life. I've <laughs> seen Your mom cusses. She's not going to care. My mom does cuss, but they think that I don't cuss. And that's just because I've grown up my whole life just not really thinking it was cool to cuss in front of my parents. Um, I just didn't really like that. And even still, as a 28-year-old, I just don't like to. So, my sister, though... You never cuss in front of them? Never. They actually got for many, many, many years that I did not cuss at all whatsoever. But I always did. Sorry, Mom, uh, that I, I did cuss. But just with my friends. But I did not like cussing in front of them. Which is so funny, because my sister is the total opposite. She's just a freaking potty mouth in front of them um is she oh gosh yeah which they can't say anything because they cuss too but yeah but it makes them uncomfortable i think a little bit because coral is pretty extreme but it makes me feel really weird to cuss in front of them so i don't but anyway but i i do cuss mom um so sorry if you hear me cuss on here i cuss in front of my mom yeah that's not surprising. I don't cool know. Cool story, huh? Anyway, I think the first time my mom heard me cuss, like for real, was when I gave birth to Cooper. And I think that was, so, you know, what, a year ago was the first time I probably actually cussed in front of her. So what specific moment in this Lizzie McGuire movie episode? Movie? Okay. What specific... <laughs> <laughs> wow, already blown it. So what specific moment in this Lizzie McGuire episode makes you cuss i'm not saying that i'm something's gonna make me cuss or i'm gonna need to cuss but i i just i it happens sometimes you know because that's kind of how i am so it's not like candy Dessler coming out with his unibrow and you're like oh fuck okay anyway so let's start talking about the pilot if you are a true lizzie mcguire fan you would know that the way they, the way they uh, aired the episodes, I think I would say, uh, the pilot episode does not play first. At least that's how they have it on my bootleg DVDs that I have, and on Disney Channel or sorry, Disney Plus. They also um, don't have the pilot as the first episode, but you can clearly tell this is the pilot because one, I mean, they all look really, really little compared to the actual first episode in that plays. Gordo's voice hasn't changed yet. Gordo's voice hasn't changed yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, also she introduces everyone. It's a very like descriptive episode of most of the main characters. Um, so it's kind of the giveaway that it's the pilot. So we felt weird to not talk about this episode first, even though it's not the first one that aired. So really, I mean, I guess I don't really know what people would rather, <laughs> like if they want me to really go along with you know how the series is or but we just felt weird about that 
also i don't know what i'm gonna do about season two because it's way worse about you can tell just the episodes are jumbled up and so i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know if i'm gonna go by how the series has it like his voice changed again Cordo's voice changed, yeah, again. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. It was, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so anyway. Um, all right, so here we go. So we're opening with Lizzie in PE, and she tells us this is, you know, her worst nightmare. Brutal. <laughs> um, and... So she's, while she's in PE and she's doing whatever all the little like drills are, she starts, we're hearing her inner monologue. Is that what we're going to call it? Or you wanted to call it inner Lizzie? We're hearing her inner, I feel like inner Lizzie sounds so silly. I wanted to say that? You did. You, because I was asking you what I should say. Well, I think it sounds weird <laughs> if you say. Her inner monologue? I think it sounds weird if you say her inner Lizzie. If you just say inner, inner Lizzie, Lizzie says. I get you. Okay. Okay. So, okay, people. That way we don't have to say oh. the word monologue 50 times. Okay, if I. All right, so we'll say right now if I'm talking about. Because the show's great. I guess like, we haven't really talked about the show that much. The first episode is about us, not as much about Lizzie McGuire. Hold on, time out. You need to stop hitting your, your mic stand. I can hear it. Oh, I think the book did. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? You messed me up. Okay, anyways, if I I don't think we talked about the actual show that much on the last episode because it was a get to know us episode. So anyways, um the show's great because there's a little animated version of Lizzie McGuire and the main character. And basically the little animated version of her is, you know, tell like is is her thoughts. So the show's great Inner because Lizzie is Lizzie's thoughts. Yes, I'm just saying Inner I'm letting Lizzie the people is know the monologue. I'm letting people know internal. if I say inner lizzie blah 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 that means that i'm referring to the little animated you know version of her thoughts like or you know how she's saying her thoughts okay so like i said she's in pe not having a great time doing all the drills inner lizzie starts to point out the different kinds of groups different kinds of people at her school and i mean it's all girls in this episode in PE and so she's talking about the girls and particularly like the girl groups and um yeah so she's saying how she's not like any of them and I have a quote from her (laughs) uh from inner Lizzie after she describes how she's not like any of the people uh in the class or maybe in her school I don't know and she says which leaves me Lizzie McGuire not nerd not jock not brain not rebel not diva I guess you could say I am D, none of the above. And which is what we almost named the podcast, D, none of the above. How many things are there? We've all been there. (sighs) There are one, two, three, four, five. Uh, D, none of the above? I know, that bugs you. Yeah. Lizzie needs to go back to middle school. (sighs) Okay, I don't think that that's the point. And I feel like saying E, none of the above, it wouldn't have the same like impact it doesn't sound right i think it's an insult to the original lizzie mcguire audience how old were you when this movie came out stop saying (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) you cannot handle this already (laughs) 
Okay, when this show started, I was actually nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty no. sure... <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure at nine, you could count and do the alphabet. I don't know. Right? I just rewatched this as a 28-year-old and didn't think a damn thing about it. I just was like, cool, yeah, D, none of the above. That's sweet. We should name our podcast that. <laughs> I was going to say, that's relatable. We've all been there. Actually, I don't know. You were probably a jock. When? Yeah, generally, yes. Yeah, so. Anyway. I was also a dork. I wasn't a nerd. She doesn't I was say dor- dor- dork. She says brain. I know. D, none of the above. Dork. I was, okay. a, I was a dork. I wasn't a nerd. I was a dork. Okay. All right. So, you know, after she says this quote, then she brings up her mom and how her mom likes to talk to her about hormones. Um, so I actually wrote the quote because I, I wanted to be more specific to kind of paint a picture of the mom. Uh, the mom's pretty cool, actually, but I could see why this is uncomfortable. But so this is what she says describing her mom. According to my mom, I'm at a very difficult point in my life. She uses the word hormones a lot. My mom says she remembers what it was like when she was my age. She says everyone is going through the same physical and psychological changes as I am, that we all just handle them different. Then she says some more things that I didn't include because it's a lot. I know she's trying to help, so I tell her she is, because that's pretty much the only way I can get out of my room. And then we got the opening credits. Anyway, I think it's um, it's it's funny. This another fun thing that the show does is so while Lizzie's saying that, or inner Lizzie saying that, and she says she uses the word hormones, and then it's like before Lizzie continues talking, it cuts to the mom in slow motion saying like, "I want to talk to you about hormones," and then it's like zooms in on her lips and she smiles, <laughs> and then Lizzie keeps going a lot <laughs> uh, yeah. sorry if i laugh a lot in here the show is just makes my heart happy but anyway so the mom the mom is a dork i guess you could say as ryan's been calling himself me and the last Lizzie's 10 mom. minutes i'm just kidding <laughs> um yeah the mom's a goober okay so this actually what i wanted to bring up my first thing about talking about or trying to relate i guess to this so at first I was thinking my mom did not do this to me. And for the most part, she didn't. Specifically hormones or biological like things. You know, she didn't really do that. But when I, I asked my mom kind of about this and she said, are you trying to yawn or something? Sorry, your face did something funny. Probably. I'm operating off coffee, but my belly is full. And my belly is fighting coffee. So. Okay anyway one of them will win yeah no i need you to stay focused so when i asked my mom about this she said that she did try and talk to us about she she said she tried to talk to us about like our periods and like our bodies changing and things like 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 oh actually i don't even know about that but she did try and talk to us a little bit about that stuff, but she said Coral and I were really weird about it. Like, we didn't want to talk about it at all. So, she said she tried, and we just kind of shut her down. Well, you'd already seen Lizzie McGuire Yeah, at that I didn't point. need 
I didn't need all that. Yeah. You saw the mm-hmm. training bra episode and yeah, I was like, you know, I'm good. You knew what was going on. Yeah. That actually episode actually proves that you do need your mom. So I don't really want to say that that's a good example of like not wanting to talk to my mom about stuff about that stuff. Well, we weren't debating whether you needed it, just that you decided you didn't want it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I don't remember being that weird, but now that my mom said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I uh, I think I do remember feeling weird about it. I don't really know why, um, but yeah, no, but about specifically talking about hormones or how Lizzie's mom is, my mom didn't really do that, so, which I don't know how I, if I, I don't think I cared. I never, like, I mean, Lizzie obviously didn't like that <laughs> didn't want that so um did you have any experiences like that or did you just get your education from school no 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 i didn't have one of those talks but i used to watch the wonder years and on the wonder years there's a whole episode about <gasps> the talk that's nice yeah yeah and it actually super freaked me out because i was too little then too and so i was like oh crap is this is what uh, this is what I have in store for me in the like future. Like you thought your parents were gonna talk to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I learned everything about the birds and bees from the Wonder the Years. Wonder Years Kevin Arnold. Did they Blake actually Cooper. tell the truth, or did they say something weird? What is the what truth? What I'm talking about mean? like, are you talking about sex, making babies? Because that's usually what people mean when they go, "Where do babies come from?" And the parents don't ever fucking know what to say. I didn't ask that. I'm, I'm talking about the Wonder Years episode. I'm saying what yeah. happened in it. <laughs> no, the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, I got that you didn't ask. We already established that. You didn't have any of those conversations. Man, what was Kevin Arnold's friend's <laughs> name? He looks exactly like Millhouse. Anyway, that dude, his parents or dad gives him the talk. Just the, out of the blue. Not, I don't know, not out of the blue. They're like in middle school too. Something like that. Okay, okay. So, you know, they have hormones. <laughs> and so anyway, the whole thing is that, God, Paul Pfeiffer. Yes. Paul Pfeiffer is mortified by his dad giving him the talk. And so Kevin Arnold is freaking out because he knows it's he coming too. It's coming, okay. And so that's why I was freaking you out. It was com- I was like, mm-hmm. oh crap, this is a thing that happens in life. Right. Because the Wonder Years is 100% real life. Yeah. Yeah, this brings up how we're going to do it. How are we going to do this to Cooper? Do we wait till he asks us or do we spring it on him? Make him watch the Wonder Years. <laughs> then he'll be terrified of us like trying to talk to him. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Know. But um, anyway, so the opening song and credits begin, which... Yeah, we've got some time. Which uh, my wonderful, amazing Before husband Cooper is old enough. S- sitting across for from that. me. Are you going to keep? Do you, <laughs> what? <laughs> you keep cutting me off to keep talking about something that I thought we were done talking about. Were we done with that? Yeah, I was moving on. I said, "Okay, we're at the opening song and credits." Okay, you go. Okay, cool. Ryan just gave me the double finger point. Um, <laughs> like you go. We do have a while. You're right to talk to Cooper. I know. Either way, we're gonna be truthful. That's all I know. Okay. Anyways, so we have the opening song and credits, which, like I was saying, 
my wonderful, amazing, talented husband made our, you'll notice, or I don't know, I guess people who only really know the show would maybe notice, but Ryan made our opening song to this podcast a metal version of the <laughs> Lizzie McGuire theme song. He made it, he had to put a little twist on it though, because it can't be exactly, we we're too afraid of getting in trouble for that. Um, so it's not exactly the same, but it's pretty freaking amazing. So we turned up the sick. It's sicker. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, and I really appreciate that he did that. But anyways, okay. Wait, so, hold on. What do you mean truthful? Do people lie to their kids about this stuff? I think people get uncomfortable and don't want to say, well, I just watched an episode of Regrets yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Are they talking Angelica, about those kids? They're like, Angelica, let me finish. You didn't. Angelica get mad at me for <laughs> Angelica is three, and she asked her mom and dad at dinner table. And the worst. She's the worst. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know what Rugrats is, and they probably know that Angelica is the worst. Just so you know, I wasn't cutting you off. I was, I was filling in the audience. She's the worst. So you keep going. Okay. So she's three, and they're sitting at their dinner table, and she says where do babies come from? And then the mom and dad panic for a second. Mm. And then they, well, she's also three, so it's a little mm-hmm. understandable. Like, I, I still want to be truthful if Cooper were to ever ask us at a very young age, but it would definitely be tougher to, like, know how to navigate that. But, so the parents, I think, pull themselves aside, uh, to each other aside to ask each other what to do. And they agree, we're going to tell you the truth. Or the mom's like, cool, we're telling the truth, you know. So then the mom starts to tell her what happens. And as she's like saying, and then the mom and dad, you know, whatever. And she's getting all like crazy about it. She's like, oh, there's an egg. And then there's this, you know, she's getting like very specific. And then she's like, you know, anyways. And then the dad cuts her off right before she's about to get to probably what is, you know, some would say inappropriate. I don't think it's inappropriate, but you know, a children's animated show. So the dad cuts her off and is like, and the stork brings them or something along those lines. And I'm, I'm kind of forgetting now, but was she getting at the cess or I think she was getting at sex or labor. I don't know. Labor's after the egg. You're right. Now. I don't know. I don't remember. I was probably making food or something. The show was just on in the background for Cooper Hmm. who he doesn't pay attention or give a rat's ass about the show being on, but I was trying to listen, but, um, yeah, point is, I think you, that parents just get uncomfortable. Yeah, you had to find out where babies came from. Okay, I'm going to keep talking about the show, because we keep going. Hanging. We literally haven't gotten past the opening credits. Okay, go. Okay. So, Lizzie and Miranda are on a bus, or actually, I guess all of them are on the bus, going to, actually, I think going home. So, Lizzie is introducing us to the characters um her friends uh she says this is miranda this is my best friend and they're sitting next to each other making bracelets wish bracelets i think so they're making wishes and then you know knotting them up and putting them around so is that something they explain on the show or just something you knew it's just something i know i think i've made myself something like that before Hmm. Mm-hmm. i definitely bought bracelets that were like that that you could buy like at the beach they have cute little, like, pretty pearly, like, rocks in them with kind of like a hempy kind of material. And you make a wish and then you tie it. And then when the when the knot breaks on its own naturally, your wish comes true. Oh. 
Yeah, so I think they were, that's what they were making on the bus. So that's when she's telling us about Miranda. And then Gordo comes in and starts jamming him up about the wish bracelets being, you know, not real. Gotcha. <laughs> Gordo is the other, I don't think you say best friend yet, but she says that she's known him since she was a day old. And so we get that they're really close. Um, and yeah, let's see. Is this the pool episode? Yes. Okay, so then she also introduce, introduces us to Kate, who is the mean girl the whole series. She's pretty bad. She's pretty lame. And we hear them because she's in the back of the bus, you know, being annoying with her friends. And then Lizzie explains to us that she used to also be in their best friend crew, but she ditched them when she got boobs. Or she says when she got a bra. She's like, and then she got a bra and she became popular. And, and then right after that, it's funny. So they're looking at her for, oh, because she was making noise in the back, being annoying. So all of them are looking over them at the popular girls in the back of the bus. And Miranda says, man, must be nice to wake up one day with a chest and realize you're not a social zero anymore. Brutal. <laughs> and Lizzie's like, Miranda, we're not social zeros. <laughs> okay anyway i thought that was funny miranda cracks me up sometimes <sighs> okay so all right so then danny kessler shows up danny kessler is the heartthrob of only about three to four episodes yeah good maybe riddance. five maybe five pervert He's not a pervert. She compares him to... She says he's like the Brad Pitt of their middle school. False. <laughs> um, okay. Oops. This is the pool episode. It's not the, the AIM episode? No, it's the pool episode. Not the AIM episode. Okay, well, the AIM episode definitively proves that Danny Kessler is a pervert. You're going to have to find out about that <laughs> on the next episode. Yeah, so he goes up to Lizzie Miranda in the bus, and he invites them to his pool party. Which is also kind of a pervert move. His family owns a water park, so he invites them to go. That might be a pervert move. That's not. Can you can you owning, stop doing what a, you're doing about Owning a water Danny park? Kessler? I mean, who, who? He doesn't own the water park. Who owns a water his park? His family, his parents do. Hey, I went through a short. He was thirteen. No, I, it wasn't short actually. I went through a multi-year phase where I went to Raking <laughs> Waters for my birthday. <laughs> I <know> this. <laughs> okay, uh huh. The last time I went was when I realized water parks are gross, and it was because <laughs> there was this scraggly dude. Um, looking nice and tan, um, which just means what I'm about to describe to you. He was doing regularly because no tan lines. Um, dude was definitely just rocking tidy whites. We're in line for a ride and this dude was just wearing tidy fucking whites at Raging Waters. Where, where was Raging Waters? I can't remember. It's in San Dimas. Okay. Yeah. The water park I always went to was Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's Lost Kingdom. San Dimas, I don't know if San Dimas is IE. It might be one of those, you know, we wish were LA yeah. kind of cities. Pharaohs was the shit. It might be LA County. So, 
anyway i did pharaohs yeah i was like if i knew it was a pharaohs day oh my gosh freaking psyched okay anyway so he invites him to the pool party um and this is a really big deal so they're freaking out um oh and gordo's not here at the moment i should clarify that because we'll kind of it'll make more sense later but he he got pulled away by some other girl hollering at him about like helping her with like a school problem like because he's really smart so he leaves and then danny kessler comes and invites miranda and lizzie and they're freaking out because it's kenny dessler swoops on his seat yeah well gordo's not there at the moment and then danny kessler goes back because those weird those girls in the back with kate are like danny someone wants to kiss you and And danny says it's a burden yeah and then when he leaves, you hear him in the background go, who do I have to kiss? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and since we're trying to talk about how we were late or not, um, I don't remember anything like that ever happening. I also didn't take the bus. I only ever, I walked to school from like first grade to like eighth grade, like through eighth grade. I started only getting rides in ninth grade because we ended up living kind of far from my school, far enough to where walking would have been brutal. But I always walked, so I didn't take the bus, so I didn't ever have those kind of experiences. I always wondered what it'd be like because of shows where people take the bus so regularly. Um, but I didn't, no, I only took road buses for like, God, hold up, <laughs> don't say anything yet, wait till I'm done saying what I thought, <laughs> for volleyball games and things in the sports I did, and including middle school, because I did sports in middle school. So, and when you ride the bus for those kind of events, you're obviously only in with the teammates, which were all girls. So that's my story about that, because I don't relate to boys, want, you know, trying to kiss boys on the bus. Okay, well, it's your story. <laughs> God. <laughs> I rode the bus in middle school. In the you old, did? Yeah, I, I, rode, I rode the bus. Um, See, this is so great. All through middle school and all you. through high school. What? Yeah. You took the bus? Yeah, hell yeah. Holy, that's crazy, okay. Yeah, the only thing that happened on the bus was people throwing shit at the back of my head. <laughs> on purpose? They were yeah, trying to hit purpo- you? Yes, on purpose. Wait, people, so they were being mean to you? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Or, or it wasn't like a playful... No, it was not playful. I need to blow my nose, but that's true. Wow. And um, honestly... Okay, I'm going to pause for a second. Oh, I'm not going to pause. Actually, can I pause? Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, so... I did not take the bus. You were a bus taker. Yeah. Sixth grade through senior year. That is insane. Wait, you didn't drive? I didn't have a car till I was a senior. Oh. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So after the bus ride, we're back at home and Lizzie is talking to her mom about the pool party and her mom is being really awesome about it. Really excited for her. Uh, starts to, you know, reminisce about her own, you know, days of being invited to parties. And, you know, Lizzie has to cut her off and be like... Candy Dessler's in their water parks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lizzie cuts her off. Is like, Mom, Mom, Mom. I know you like to relive your whatever memories, but can we talk about me or something like that? Which is funny to me because I see that's, that's something I cannot relate to. The sass right there. Like, and the mom doesn't care. The mom doesn't even... She's like, I know, I know. I'm just, you know, she's excited for her. Like, I would, I don't think I would act like that to my mom. I mean, maybe I did, and I'm not remembering, but I was mostly just really, really nice to my mom. <laughs> so I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that. I would have been like, mom, mom, mom. 
Actually, you know what? Thinking back, maybe I would have. I'm all mixed up here. Now, I'm seeing I need my mom to correct me on this. I was just surprised with Lizzie's boldness with her <laughs> parents in this episode. Um, okay, so the mom's excited. Uh, we we see the dad and the brother, and I'm realizing now that she doesn't introduce the dad and the brother. But you know, I mean, obviously you gather that uh, that's them, but. We'll, we'll get a lot more of Matt as the show continues. This is probably the only episode where we don't get like a Matt B story. It's the whole episode's mostly about Lizzie. But Matt's, you know, shit talking or something and being a little brat. And the dad is like upset about the bus rides. And this isn't the Lizzie the Lizard episode. <sighs> oh my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next one. So, the, if people don't already understand this, Chelsea is the Lizzie fan and expert, and I'm just a sidekick. So, yeah, I'm you know, Ryan. I just I just kick sides. Know. I'm here to sort of be a blundering idiot that <laughs> occasionally is helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you watch the show a lot now because of me, but no, I'm a diehard fan. I don't think I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode how much of a freaking fan I was and am of Lizzie McGuire when I, I think I might've said this in the last episode. So if I did, I'll take it out. But my whole room at my dad's place, my mom and me decorated it to be Lizzie McGuire themed. Um, I had a Hillary Duff poster up on my wall because we went and saw her in concert when I was 12. Sick. I think that was actually, yeah, that was one of my, well, one of my first concerts at I think my first actual concert was Styx, but actually my first, one of my first, I think it was Britney Spears and then Styx, Hillary Duff. <laughs> Love Styx, a hell of a lineup. Yeah. It's funny, Britney old, Spears, I wasn't that. How old was Hillary Duff when you saw her in concert? If I was, she is, um, she's 32 right now. She's four years older than me. Um, so... I was 12, so she was like 16 or something. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, I, yeah, pretty, yeah, I think I was 12. So saw Hilary Duff uh, in concert, had her poster, but I just loved her so much because of the show that like, hell yeah, I wanted to see her in concert. So uh, my mom and I went and saw her. And Feist is eating plastic. Hey, turd. Uh, well, you left that Son out and I told you not to get that thing out. Bitch. As I was saying, diehard Lizzie fan. I also have a Game Boy Advance SP. I had not one, but two Lizzie McGuire Game Boy games. <laughs> More on that later, because I have something I'm going to bring up for that. But <laughs> Round two. <laughs> Are you laughing? This is going to be kind of weird because our recording stopped at some point and I'm a noob with podcasting or doing this, working this system, whatever this is called. Um, and so I didn't notice that it stopped recording and, and we missed a large, most, most of the show actually. Uh, so we're back. Most. A lot of it. Yeah. Um, mm. It comes back at the very end, like one of the last scenes uh where they're resolving everything so what episode are we talking about this is the pilot 
the one where she gets invited to the party. So I, we already established all that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to continue where um, we left off. And I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you for joining me again <laughs> for the silliness. Um, honestly, I'm just going to be real with all you people and Ryan. I'm going to try and kind of make this actually kind of quick because... You know, it's fun and all, but I just want to get the facts out there now. I don't want this to take a long time. Because <laughs> Ryan and I dick around a lot <laughs> in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> and uh, talk a lot towards the end, too. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right, so the last thing I was saying was that um, she's at the house telling her parents about the pool party. And uh, the last thing I was saying was the dad is mad about her school bus situation and kind of giving her a hard time. And the mom is being like sweet with Lizzie and like, we talk, you know, like I, you know, cause Oh, the dad is like, do you kiss on the bus? Like giving her a hard time. And, uh, how did they land there? Oh, okay. Because, Oh, that's why. So Lizzie's talking about being invited to the pool party and the mom is like excited with her about it. And the dad asks i think asks about danny kessler or ask what you know was going on and the mom says oh you know he's just the like she just describes him as being like the heartthrob kind of guy and she's like you know says danny kessler is smoking hot yeah no she and she says oh you know he's always like swap and spit with someone or you know she says something kind of casually like that and the dad kind of like freaks out he's like what there's kissing on your bus that's gross yeah and no the way she said it it's a gross way to say that is a gross way to say it yeah um and so lizzie and her kind of teasing the dad what nothing oh i thought you heard something no um i mean i hear things all the time I thought maybe you heard our baby, but our monitor is unplugged because the baby himself unplugs it. And I'm realizing I didn't plug it back in. Yeah. But he's also like, a, you know, we can, we can hear him regardless of the monitor, honestly, in our one bedroom apartment. But, um, all right. So the mom checks the calendar and is like, when's the party? And, you know, Lizzie says Saturday. And the mom scans her finger over the calendar and lands on Saturday. And we realize that it says, you know, Grammys or something, birthday. And the mom's like, mm, you know, I'm giving Ryan the look. But y'all can't see the look, but mm-hmm. I'm giving the look. Uh, so Lizzie's... I can hear your look. Maybe everybody <laughs> else can hear your look. <laughs> So Lizzie realizes, you know, something's up and the mom says it's, I'm mad, I can't remember what they call her. I think they call her Grammy. They don't call her grandma, but pretty sure they call her Grammy. And she says Grammy's birthday. Um, They're saying she can't go. Uh, And Lizzie, you know, is kind of freaking out about this, obviously. And she, (laughs) um, the, the thing is, I guess it's the grandma's 80th birthday. So I think they're being weird because it's a special birthday and uh, so a big kind of family, all everyone's like yelling, you know, happens. And Lizzie storms off and leaves because the final decision is she's not going. Uh, so now we're, it's the next day, we're at school. And she's sitting with uh, Miranda on the lawn. And Gordo's like in the background playing hacky sack. Um, and he's not really in the conversation. So he can't, he can't really hear what they're talking about. But 
you know, Lizzie's telling Miranda she can't go. And Miranda says, your parents are so Blair Witch, which Ryan and I have said we don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> I saw the movie. I don't see the connection. Yeah. Um, Is that one of those things where adults are trying to figure out how to talk like kids and they come up with garbage slang that nobody ever said ever? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was like like a, you know, a 90s, 2000, early 2000s reference. You I know? was a kid in the 90s. Yeah. You don't you don't get that? No. No. And okay. I was I was in high school when that movie came out. Nobody said that crap. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was going to say you're a little older than Hillary Duff. Uh, okay, so basically they agree that they're not going to go without the others. So uh, Miranda says she's not going to go to the party anymore because Lizzie can't go. And uh, Miranda even says to her, like, you wouldn't go if I couldn't write something like that. And Lizzie's like, no, of course not. So they establish don't go without the other. I'm saying that now to really <laughs> get that out there because Ryan and I have beef over <laughs> the conflict here in the show but anyways so mad beef they established that that so finally gordo comes into the conversation and um he uh he's bummed about once he realizes what they're talking about he is bummed and disappointed that lizzie is so concerned about going to the party and you know that she's hung up on not being able to go uh so i wrote a quote from him <laughs> He says, look, in life, you have two choices. One, you get to be super cool and popular for a few insignificant years of school, or you get to become a valuable member of society and gloat about it at every uh, at every re- reunion for decades after. You can't have both. <laughs> um, I've never gone to a reunion. Yeah, yeah. Well, my reunion hasn't happened yet. I think it would happen this year. Oops. What, you 10 years? Shows that I'm way younger than Ryan. Yes. Well, yeah, I graduated in my school, in they did five years, too. So. Really? You sure you didn't oh. miss that one? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear about anything, uh, especially with social media. Dude, I was in ASB. Oh. I ran that shit. I actually, because of me being in ASB, I had this weird job of having to get everyone's like information so that everyone could be contacted. And I, I did a really bad job at that. I don't remember what happened. You mean so they could be contacted for the reunions? <laughs> yes. Like, there Which was, is so stupid, there right? There was something it's I like, had to do, yeah. And I don't remember like, what, yeah, but I remember... The same cell phone number. Right? It was something address. really dumb. I don't remember what... But it stressed me out, and I remember, like, thinking, I don't think I did this right. It was me and the other people who were part of the... So, really, the reunion didn't happen because (laughs) Because you didn't do it. (laughs) Nobody was contacted. (laughs) I wasn't the one solely responsible. That was me and uh, the other girls that were... I have it on good authority. The word on the streets is that you ran that shit. I was senior vice president. There was also senior president the class president so honestly it might be more on her than me (laughs) no actually i don't know if she was actually involved it was like me and maybe the senior secretary or something but i remember that crap stressed me out that the reunion crap in particular i remember at the end of the year all of a sudden being like wait what i have to get what everyone (laughs) so they can be contacted for a reunion however many years from now um yeah that didn't really happen uh you know me i'm not gonna try and talk to a bunch of people i don't know wait hold on hold on 
word on the streets is that this is called dicking around. <laughs> You're right. Okay. So I'm also just going to throw this out there. Part of the quote is after he says that weird stuff. That made us go on our rant about reunions. Uh, Miranda says, where do you get this stuff? And he says, my parents are both shrinks. I read their case files. I'm only throwing that in there because uh, in later episodes, you kind of need to know that his parents are therapists or whatever. All right. I'm just going to go to the next scene. So basically, I just wanted to establish that Gordo is bummed on Lizzie in particular for being, you know, so concerned about this party. And oh, and Lizzie even says to him like, Gordo, I'm allowed to be shallow once in a while, (laughs) which I think is funny. And I think that's actually when he says the quote. All right, so next scene is they're in the hallway, they're at their lockers, and Kate approaches the girl. So Gordo's not there, it's Lizzie Miranda. And yeah, Kate, uh, when when she comes up, they act really almost like nervous and... um, they almost act honored that she's coming up to talk to them, which is really weird because this never happens again. Sorry, Ryan's heard this stuff twice now, but yeah, because <laughs> of the last recording. But yeah, so this never happens again, so it's kind of weird that it happens now. But anyway, so when she comes up, they act all like nervous that she's going to come talk to them. What? It's mostly weird because they didn't air this pilot right i was just gonna say that i was just gonna say that because they say that Mm -hmm. you know kate used to be their friend until she got a bra Mm -hmm. so it would make sense that you know you still had this time period where they were cool at least but then we also have some specific beef episodes yes but they're out of order yes they're the episode we'll talk about next which is the one that aired first is totally all about like beef with Kate, you know, and that. So, anyways, it is weird that they play this later, and then the way they act with Kate in this episode is confusing if you watch those other ones first. But so when she comes up, they seem kind of, you know, almost excited that she's coming up. So Kate asks Miranda about her mom doing Mendy tattoos. We googled it. It's, it's the same as Hannah. Hannah tattoos. Yeah. Because uh, at the time I didn't know what the hell when they were saying Mindy, I thought I was mishearing them or something. But nope, it is Mindy. Uh, so Kate asks if asks Miranda if her mom would do that for them, Kate and the you know other popular girls in her friend group. And uh, Miranda is, or because then Kate says that would be totally hot uh, <laughs> for the pool party. <laughs> Um, and obviously Miranda's excited about this. Uh, Lizzie tries to interrupt to say like, hey, don't you gotta ask your mom about that first? I think she's trying to drop a hint, like, hello, you know, and Miranda says to her like, yeah, yeah, of course, I'll ask first, and then whips back around to Kate and is like, um, but she'll totally do it, and so... Uh, Kate leaves, and uh, Lizzie is obviously bummed with Miranda, and Miranda's like, what was I supposed to do? She was, you know, right there. What was I supposed to say to her, or was I supposed to blow her off? And Lizzie was like, I was right there, and you blew me off. And Lizzie's like, okay, where are you going to go now? And Miranda says, you think I would just do that to you just because my mom's going to draw some fake tattoos on their skin? You think I would just go? And there's this awkward pause, and we get animated Lizzie, uh, sitting on the edge of a trash can, holding her heart, you know, waiting for the result. Classic um, trash can heart. <laughs> and, and there's like a talk, a clock, sorry, a clock ticking in the background of the animated Lizzie, like ding, 
ding, ding, ding, waiting for claw car trash can. Uh, Miranda's response. And then Miranda says, would you be mad? And then animated Lizzie acts like she gets socked in the face and falls in the trash can. And Lizzie, real Lizzie, just turns around and storms off. And from this point on, uh, Miranda and Lizzie have beef for most of the episode. Well, not beef. They're just not talking anymore. Which I guess beef. Uh, so the next scene is uh, Lizzie on a, the school bus, which normally Miranda would be sitting with her. And Miranda gets on the bus with Kate and those girls. And they walk past Lizzie. And Kate says, come you know, sit with us, Randa, or something weird. And Lizzie's like, Randa? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Lizzie has an empty seat next to her. So this kind of nerd guy comes on the bus and sweaty booger picker he's sweaty he's sweaty and kind of gross and comes and sits next to her which isn't a big deal but yes the part that makes it gross is he ends up picking his nose and playing with it and like flicks it off where's gordo during this yeah i know i was just thinking that because he was on the bus too that first Mm -hmm. you know time they're on the bus but anyway so uh then lizzie is home and Lizzie's mom is talking on the phone with a friend and Lizzie's in the background fighting with her brother Matt in the living room over like the TV remote. And we hear Lizzie's mom saying to her friend, she's basically trying to get out of something or she's bummed she agreed to do something and now she's trying to get out of it. And Lizzie's kind of running around with the brother. They're fighting and Lizzie's now running around the mom while she's having this conversation. And the mom says to her friend, like basically she says, I should lie to get out of this. Like, what What can I say to get out of this? And she's like, a lie is so much more believable than the truth, right? Oh, you know, she starts saying, like, fake lies that she can tell this person to get out of whatever. And Lizzie stops in her tracks and is listening to this. And then Lizzie comes up to her while the mom's on the phone. And she says, hey, mom, I think I'm going to be sick on Saturday. Uh, you know, for when the party is. And the mom says, like, you're going to your grandma's birthday you know, that's it or something. I don't know. Just shuts her, tries to shut her up and say, you don't have a choice. You're going to the party or you're going to your grandma's birthday. And Lizzie uh, says, okay, so it's okay for you to lie to get out of something you don't want to do, but not okay for me. Something like that. I'm probably butchering the quote now because anyways, but the mom is like, no, no, you know, trying to mom, the mom doesn't have a right answer. Basically. She's like, doesn't know what to say. Uh, And then the mom, mom's being a hypocrite. Yeah. And the mom says, no, this is different. And Lizzie says, yeah, because you don't have anyone making you do the things that you don't want to do. And then, oh, snap. <laughs> and so then Lizzie storms off and, you know, runs up to her room and the mom tries to holler at her to come back. And Lizzie's like, no. And then Aunt, she, she slams her door. Then animated Lizzie shuts like three more doors. Uh, really proving the point here that she's pissed. Um, <laughs> I never had something like this happen with my parents and yeah i feel like i hit my 20s and started to learn a little more about my parents story and you know i feel like that's a pretty adult thing where you find out your parents were young and messy even Mm -hmm. when you were alive um and you have this realization that you know your parents were i don't know just not perfect but i don't know my parents were pretty cool i kind of wonder if uh, it's way more normal to have things like this where your parents are just shit bags right in front of you her mom's not a shit bag it's a pretty shit bag move i'm not saying she's a shit bag but i'm just saying i'm wondering if it's normal for kids to have more shit bagging 
parent experiences? Yeah, I don't think I, I don't, I, mean, I now see, I, now I would need to ask my mom. I don't think I've ever done anything where I stormed off and, you know, slammed the door and got all weird. But my parents kind of did do stuff like that, like what the mom did there. And so that was, so it was kind of normal, like, or not normal, but they're, they're guilty of that, you know? Uh, and so I definitely probably got pissed about something like that. Uh, but I didn't really have parents where I was, or I didn't, I don't know if I really felt like I was allowed to be like mad about stuff. I felt like if I, if I was the kind of kid, I, I would, if I had, did anything, I, I had to say sorry and I had to like, <laughs> you keep checking to make sure it's recording. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't know. Anyway, see what I was going to say was, I don't necessarily think it's that bad that the mom, that this is just kind of a real moment that the mom wants her daughter to go to what she thinks is an important like family event, but also is having this thing happen where she doesn't want to do this thing she committed to and maybe wants to get out of it. Um, but I agree. I don't think she handled it well, but I don't think she... Like, I think that's a kind of normal thing. What happened? What is that squeaky sound? Do you hear that? Is that just me? I think it says rubbing on. No, I hear it. Yeah, I think it's your... Yeah. Anyways, um, I think what happens is normal. Uh, that situation, something like that happening. But I just don't think the mom handled it very well, obviously. Okay, so moving on. Uh, I think we're getting close to where we <laughs> reconnects. So that's good. Um all right, so Lizzie's in her room. You know, she stormed off into her room, slammed the door. So you get her, her talking to herself on her bed. It's not the animated Lizzie, it's her. And she's saying, like, I don't need anybody. I don't need my friends. I don't need my parents. I don't need... She's like, I'll just be a lone wolf. And the dad knocks on the door at this point. And she says, great, they sent in the understudy in her head. Uh, and he says, hey, I haven't seen you all day. And she says, I pretty much look the same. Again, I don't know if I would have acted like that. Um, but anyways, uh, the so the dad leaves right when she says that because he realizes, you know, she isn't trying to talk. So he goes back downstairs and the mom's like, what the heck? That's all you got, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing that. But she, um, so basically the mom and dad talk about how he can go back and actually get a conversation out of Lizzie because the mom obviously can't because Lizzie's not, not going to talk to the mom right now. So the mom gives him tips and says, hey, you know, act like you're looking for a hairbrush and bring up something else casually to talk about. And then... Because Mr. McGuire does have a pretty flowing mane. <laughs> He's got that late 90s dad mullet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he the could totally be looking for... Mullet. He could be looking for a hairbrush. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, and so the mom says, after you bring up, you know casually bring up a different kind of conversation than, you know, start talking to her. So this works. Um, the next we see him and her sitting outside together talking. The mom is looking at them through the window and sad music is playing. <laughs> but the dad and Lizzie look like they're having a special moment and, he, you know, he hugs her and then he runs inside and, and he's like acting like his brain's exploding about her um like he never went to middle school yeah 
Hey, I had this dude that I went to church with, an older guy. He tried to give me a 90s mullet. Like, I went in for a haircut. I was like, yeah, just give me a haircut. Make me. Are you serious? Wait, when me, was this? Make me look cool. In middle school? No, I was probably in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and he just does this thing where he shortens up the sides, like, above my ears. And then <laughs> leaves this <laughs> shit hanging off the back of my neck. I'm like... I uh, wish I could have seen that. Yeah, I, I think you missed some stuff on the back. And uh, it probably took like two or three tries, you know, where I just kept having to say like, no shorter on the back. No, no shorter. <laughs> okay, the same as the part above my ears. That's the end of my story. Oh, okay. You try to sneak it in. I'm just saying I almost had a dad mullet. That would be wonderful. I, I technically did. I mean, I was in the chair. I didn't leave yeah. the place with a dad mm-hmm. mullet, but I had it. Yeah. Yeah, how old were you? Like you were in you were in high school in the nineties, right? Because you graduated in two thousand. I graduated in two thousand one. That's what it was. Dang! So you graduated the year that Lizzie aired. That was the first year. Mm-hmm. Two thousand one. Uh, that's when it aired. Yeah, uh, that's weird to think about because I was like in fourth grade. I think. Cool. <laughs> yep. I was concerned with my cool sideburns. Yeah, thank God that I was only in fourth grade and didn't have to deal with that trauma. You probably didn't that. have a training bra yet if Lizzie McGuire has taught I did me not. anything. No, yeah, I did not. Definitely not. So yeah, after the scene with the dad and her talking and the mom is sad that that she's not getting to talk to Lizzie, we jump to a scene of her at school and she's by her locker and Miranda walks by with Kate and the girls and more sad music is kind of playing basically I think sad music's playing and Miranda walks by and like they look at each other and then Miranda just turns her head away and uh they're obviously still not cool and now I felt like it was kind of 80s hair metal yeah ballady, I don't understand right? yeah yeah like with like a sick guitar lead on it yes yes I like think mm-hmm. stirring up the drama mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you're right uh, so then it was like right when the drama <laughs> hit this like sick like little solo this little mini uh, solo like they meet eyes and it's and it just uh, yeah okay well, I don't want you to say all this and it's totally not that but I'm I'm going from memory yeah I'm pretty sure it's something like that place but I think it's something like that okay so the next scene is uh, Lizzie and Gordo in the library and they're playing. I think war, the card game war, and they're talking. Lizzie's venting to him, and uh, I think she's been. I I don't know who she's venting about first, but the person that, uh, or she's like, oh, she's a total hypocrite. I don't know. She's venting. I'm. I don't want to say everything because I'm. She's talking crap on Miranda. She's talking crap. I think on both her mom and Miranda because Mm. he brings up both of them. But first, he says the mom. So he says like mom Miranda. He says, um, he like I. He's like give don't be so hard on your mom basically he's telling her not to give her such a hard time uh and that kind of pisses lizzie off and then and then next she jumps to like don't you dare try to defend miranda and then there's like silence and he's just looking at her and then she's like what (laughs) then gordo strikes yeah and he says um He's like, I don't know why you're mad at her for doing the one thing that you wanted to do. Oh, snap. Uh, which Ryan loves that part. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
she's like, I'm not mad at her for that. Or I don't know, says something along those lines. And he's like, and he said, so you just, I think he says you just don't want her to go or something. And she's like, no. Um, And basically he's calling her out for, you know, he knows like for calling her out for her, not wanting her friend to go to this thing that they both wanted to do. Um, He's calling out anybody ever (laughs) that complained to their friends because of FOMO. Yeah. So if you're an adult now and you have FOMO and you're weird to your friends, uh, you should have watched Lizzie McGuire when you were a middle schooler and Gordo might've smacked some sense into you. Let's get to our beef. So really quick, I just want to say then before uh, that, um, before we get to our beef, (laughs) he says, look, I I understand Uh, my best friend was going to go to this party without me. And she says, oh, that stinks. Uh, You can't go or something. And he said, well, I wasn't invited. And uh, she says, is your friend going to go anyway? And he says, um, it turns out she can't. It's her grandma's birthday. Oh, that part always makes me emotional. <laughs> Saying that. That was very sweet. Uh, so she, she's like, that's a, an amazing coincidence. And he said, I, you know, I thought you'd think so. And, and so then they keep playing their game. Okay, so I think from this point on, uh, we're good. So... The next part of the, uh, our podcast is going to be me continuing on with the show as if nothing <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> uh, Thanks for doing this. Are you going to cut out stuff that we said twice? Well, duh. <laughs> cool. Keep the one where I sound cooler. Okay. Can we get some food now? Yeah. Okay, thanks. Do we have time to get food? I think so. Okay, let's get food. Okay, thanks. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what part was I on. Okay, so... Um, I'm just going to start that over. So the mom comes into Lizzie's room. And they don't have any tension anymore. Seems like they're cool. The mom tells Lizzie that the grandmother's birthday party or whatever they were going to do is not happening anymore because the grandma is going to Vegas to play poker something she likes to do we find that more and more throughout the series and so the mom's like i just i want to be the one to tell you that you can go to the party uh so and then they had this like other sweet like exchange uh where the mom's like you know look we got some we got some doozers ahead of us she doesn't say that but just trying to say like we're gonna have our conflicts between us you know uh and oh they just kind of have like a nice moment and lizzie says you know like they squash whatever beef they had and they hug it out and it's cute. So what's a doozer? <laughs> doozer is what I said. I think I don't know. I was like that was a doozy, you know, like doozy, not doozer. I said, what did I say though? Doozer. But My- she says we're gonna have some doozers. I I said it like that, but I didn't say she. I didn't say like she said we're gonna have some doozies ahead of us. That doesn't make sense. That's what I was saying. They actually say. No, I, I I said that I don't think she says that. God, just drop it. I was just trying to, I couldn't remember what she said, so I was just kind of I'm not that smart, and I'm not very good with vocab. We know that. You're very smart. You're bad at quoting. I'm bad at vocab. I don't, 
I'm saying, even though I'm bad at the quote, I also didn't know how to think of another word that would replace <laughs> what I could remember from the quote. A doozer. Okay. <laughs> so, the, yeah, they, they're good. And now uh, Lizzie does, inner Lizzie says this quote, like, see, it pays off to be, like, cool with your mom or your parents or something like that. And she's like, or sorry, she, and then inner Lizzie says, maybe I missed the most pivotal moment of my I don't, I don't think she says life, but maybe. And she says, or maybe, or she says, or she says, sorry, this isn't an actual quote. I'm just going based off of memory. Maybe I missed the most pivotal moment of my life by not going to the party. Or maybe the most pivotal moment of my life is realizing that there is no pivotal moment like that. Something like that. So that scene ends with her talking, you know, and then now she's in the backyard with Gordo and the, why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Mm -hmm. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Song is playing and the family. It's Ska, not Redneck, though. The family is watching her and Gordo tie-dye Lizzie's sheets while the song is playing. And then when they're done, Lizzie and Gordo are chilling out on the table in the backyard and talking. And then Miranda shows up. And Miranda... You know, asked if it's okay for them to talk, and Lizzie's like, "I don't know," or do I have to call you Randa? Miranda's like, Miranda says, "Only if you want a death wish." Um, and then, oh snap! <laughs> but they say it in a more playful way than that. I made it sound more dramatic. So, and then Lizzie, or okay, so then Miranda says, "Oh, that's cool. When'd you do that with the tie dye sheets?" and Gordo's like today and Miranda realizes that Lizzie could have gone and she's like you mean you could have gone to the party and Lizzie's like well I didn't have anyone to go with and you know kind of a jab at Miranda mm-hmm. and Miranda says oh I'm like okay I've I get it I was a jerk or something and then she says if it makes you feel any better I had a stunningly bad time and she explains how something messed up Kate's something in the Mendy messed up Kate's ankle and Kate couldn't do anything, so Miranda had to sit with her the whole time and not do anything fun. And then she says, can we still be best friends? Or something like that. And Lizzie says, Lizzie basically says something like that. She doesn't like to use that term anymore because you only use it if you're like mad at someone. Something like that. It's kind of weird. Which I don't get. Let's back up because Miranda is basically just proving the FOMO is for narcissistic a-holes because she tries to offer up as a consolation that she didn't have a good time, which is so lame. It's like, oh, hey, since you didn't have a good time, you should feel better that I had a bad time. I don't think she says since you didn't have a good time. I know she didn't didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying this whole FOMO thing (laughs) is completely self-centered. That's what this episode's about, right? It's about FOMO. Yeah. It's like you can't have a good time unless I'm having a good time. That's not okay. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I think, I guess what I'm trying to think about being in middle school I don't know. I I feel like because they made that uh, agreement that they wouldn't go without the other, it's more hurtful that she chose to go because of some girl that they don't even like, you know, just to, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, but. What about Gordo? 
said, why could you be mad at Miranda? Why could you be mad at Randa for doing the one thing that you wanted to do? Yeah, he's right. I know. I, I guess I'm just trying to be realistic here. I feel like the way Gordo is viewing things is just very mature. And I think I'm putting myself in Lizzie's shoes and I feel like her response, unfortunately, would have probably been my response. I don't think I had a best friend in seventh grade. Oh, I know. I think I ended up having a best friend in seventh grade later in the year, but I, I just, I think it would suck if we both were invited to something. Actually, I don't know. That's not true. I think I'd be more sad if my friend was invited to something that I wasn't invited to. To me, that's more a FOMO. Like, that'd be a bummer. Being invited to something and then you can't go and your friend, like, wants to go because they still can. I guess I, I don't really get that. Like, I, I think, I think I would... I think low-key, I would have been super bummed out. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I would have not been my... I, I don't think I would have had that beef with my friend if they chose to go. But yeah. I, I would have been secretly pretty bummed on the inside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who wants to miss out? Like, I don't know. No, for sure. Nobody wants to miss out. Um, but you're a decent human. That's why you wouldn't give them a hard time. Because there's a difference between, you know, acknowledging the things you want and then demanding them in every situation. Because sometimes we want stupid crap, especially when we're 13. Well, the thing that I, like I said, the thing that makes it weird is that they made that agreement that they weren't going to go without the other right before that conversation with Kate. That's the thing that makes it tricky. Miranda shouldn't have made that agreement then. Can you at least agree with that? Yeah, I think, I think making agreements like that is basically just preemptive FOMO. Yeah, for sure. You know, it still doesn't, it doesn't come from like some actual, like mutually beneficial thing. It's not like some agreement where like, Hey, we're both better off. This is why we made this agreement. Good thing we did that. Hmm. It's just two people being defensive. Yeah, for sure. This is probably one of the only episodes I can talk about it. So I will, this isn't total, this doesn't really relate to FOMO, but I just wanted to bring up that I was (laughs) invited to the hot guys pool party but at the end of eighth grade it was like so the end of the you know we're done with middle school it was like that kind of party and i remember being freaking pumped that i was invited to the dreamy guy that i secretly i just he was the kind of guy where we i don't think him and i we probably exchanged like very little words kisses here and there yeah we we made out a couple times casual (laughs) casual smooches in the hallways yeah, like I'd smack his ass when he walked by. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the thing we had. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. cool. Called him sugar bums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Did I say buns or bums? I thought you said bums, but. Well, that's what that's, you said. You said sugar bums. I mean, yeah. you told me that. So. Yeah, that's when I told you that story. Uh, I'm glad you remembered that. I wanted to make sure that. I got it right. Yeah, it's cool you remembered that. I'm a good listener. Yeah, so anyways, the guy that I had a thing like. I guess you could say I had a crush on him. I don't know. He was one of those guys I didn't really think was, uh, I, I t- like, that was never going to happen. So it was kind of this weird thing where you're just kind of like, that's the hot guy. Kenny Dessler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's got a pervert pool park. No, but he had a pool at his house, this guy. And I remember being really stoked being invited. And I, I was not, I don't believe, invited by him, but I believe I was invited by uh, some of our mutual friends who were popular girls. I, I was, I ended up being friends with some popular girls by the end of my middle school life. I, I kind of got 
lucky, I guess, because I played volleyball and you know, a handful of the girls that were like popular uh, played volleyball. Yeah. So anyway, before we end this episode of our podcast, I was going to talk about uh, thanking. I already thanked you for our theme song, our podcast song. So thank you, husband. Husband. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, but I also want to thank Katie Kawaguchi for doing the art for our podcast Thanks, uh, Katie. cover, I guess. I don't know how you call it. Yeah. So our, our podcast art or whatever we're going to use to, you know, put on everything is supposed to be like animated versions of us, but in the Lizzie McGuire. It's modeled after yes. Inner Lizzie. Yes. It's modeled after Inner Lizzie. So, in yeah, I only trusted Katie Kawaguchi to do that. Um, when I was first writing up how I wanted to do this podcast, and this was like a while ago, I literally wrote, ask Katie Kawaguchi <laughs> to do She's this. She's so good. She's amazing. She's crazy good. Yeah, and she did it, like, so fast, too. Um, I mean, dang it, sorry. The animated Lizzie isn't, like, super cool. I mean, because it's like, God, that was a while ago. This show came out in 2001 believe and so yeah 2001 is when the show came out and so the animated lizzie oh gosh in the first of pilot episode the animated lizzie is really rough mm-hmm. by probably and eh, probably middle of first season she starts getting cleaned up a little bit but <laughs> anyways uh katie made that for us and you know what i should have asked katie to do and i feel kind of silly she should have put feist and junie on there too that would have been cute oh crap oh darn it i messed up it's okay i last minute asked her she could include cooper originally my thought was just ryan and i because we're the ones on the podcast but then i was like yeah i want cooper in it because you know that's our family so why not and maybe if this podcast you know goes from years and years he'll uh, he'll make an appearance so mm-hmm. but then i guess it won't make sense for our artwork because then he won't be a baby anymore well we'll just <laughs> ask her to we'll update, update it. it um also, I meant to say this at the beginning. This doesn't really matter that much, but the guy who plays Danny Kessler, I looked him up to see why he didn't continue the show, why he left, and that was not found anywhere. But a couple years later, or like I think when he was like 18 or something, I could be wrong. I might be butchering the facts on this, but he died. He died very, very young. Wow. <laughs> like super young, and it was kind of sad. <laughs> so he didn't grow up to be Chris Pine? Nope. Yeah, Ryan has this thought that he looks like Chris Pine, which I don't agree with because Ryan also calls Danny Kessler a pervert and says he's gross. And I think Chris Pine is, you know, a baby. I love him. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, mu- I'm in love with him. Yeah, obviously, we all are. <laughs> but pretty much everybody has a gross patch in middle school. So it's very believable that Chris Pine was gross or if somebody was going to be if somebody was going to be chris pine's doppelganger in middle school that person would probably be gross anyway that was candy Dessler. danny kessler was also kind of he was brown though and chris pine is white he's got blonde highlights probably because that was the look in 2001 don't you just think they were trying to make him tan because his parents had a pool park no, he was brown. He's brown skin. His name's Danny Kessler. Brown skin with What kind of name light is that? It's like German or something? Kessler? 
I'm just saying. He looks like my mom, actually, with light eyes. Like, I mean, like, the skin. And, like, my mom has lighter hair. I mean, not light hair, but she has, like, light brown hair. It's not, like, dark. Anyway, if you tanned up Chris Pine, if you gave him a pool park, you probably look <sighs> like that. Okay. All right. We are going to end this podcast. I think I'm going to make the outro be the end of the Wizard of Wire opening theme song to the show. The very last line from whoever the hell sings that song says, uh, we'll figure it out on the way. So, this has been Chelsea and Ryan. Yes, and Ryan. And we'll figure it out on the way. And I got a pump, so we got to go. Yeah. Thank you.